I went to go try on some New Balance shoes. I've been looking for some running shoes or some Hoka's as well. They got some really thick freaking soles. Mm. Okay, are you a Bay Area soccer mom? Yeah. My <laughs> Listen, wife I just, them. I just don't want my feet to hurt, my back to hurt when I run. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 30 of 2023, and my wallet is recovering from Prime Day. With me, I have my co-host, the Vanilla Gorilla, back from vacation. Yeah, baby, the Vanilla Gorilla. I love that. Yeah, I just got back. I was in Sun River, Oregon, had a great time, and I did miss out on the, I think, 19 straight days of triple digits in Arizona. And I think the high, the, the highest or the hottest it got in Sun River was 91 on a Friday. But every other day it was in the mid 80s. And then at the night, nighttime it cool, cooled down to 46. It was beautiful. Oh, Some man. Extreme weather there. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10. Strongly recommend. Had stuff with the windows open. My kids are like, Dad, it's freezing in here. I'm like, it's only 58. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's not freezing. Oh, wow. That is really <laughs> good. Cuddle together for body warmth. <laughs> and by the way i i think brian is like zero from ted lasso i think you guys like glad you know what i'm talking about he changes his name every week this week he wants to be the vanilla gorilla just like zero wanted to be van dam and then zorro <laughs> um <laughs> that was hilarious you gave me that nickname more power to you brian though yeah you, you should be called whatever you want to be called so the vanilla the cloud god vanilla gorilla I wonder if you put him in a mask like Zorro. (laughs) I'd pay to see that. No kidding. And we have Glenn Medina also returning from vacation. Were were you the only one working last week, Chris? I think I was. I'm the only one keeping the lights on here. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks. Unlike Brian, it was not 55 degrees where I was at. It was a balmy 80, 90 degrees, but... The humidity factor made it feel like it was like 120 degrees. It was just so humid on the East Coast. Unbelievably sweltering hot. And what made it worse was as you're walking through New York and you walk over the grates, the the air conditioning, um, I guess, exhaust. The heat. was heat exhaust, yeah. Yeah, the heat was just bouncing off the buildings and coming off the grates. It just made it that much hotter. So miserable time. What was the, the highlight of your trip? What was the highlight of seeing my nephew smash eight home runs at the Little League of World Series all-star event that they had that last week. He is just a beast at 12. Eight home Jeez. runs. He was up there. Good um, for you, Glenn's nephew. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. We uh, have to be a loser like your listening. uncle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he can actually hit a ball <laughs> and catch and field, unlike unlike his uncle Glenn. But yeah, I love that. I love my nephew, uh, Lamont, LJ. Uh, like I said, so proud of you. Great job. It's awesome. The At least there's one winner in your family. Support him. Yeah. yeah. Combined, we have decades of information security experience here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Two quick programming notes. The first one is two weeks ago for episode 120, a listener wrote to us telling me my audio was slowly fading out. So thank you for that note. I fixed the audio and re-uploaded it. It was a 
bit of a pain, but I always want to have high quality content for you listeners out there. Papa wrote into the no, it was Papa wrote into the rescue. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. The second Chris Louis. It's always Chris Louis. The second note is that I am aware the show notes are getting cut off and not displaying properly. And I dug deeper into that and I actually did my best to work with Squarespace, my current podcast hosting provider, but their platform just has way too many limitations. First, we hit the Y2K bug where we were only allowed to publish the first 100 episodes or the latest 100 episodes. Then when I upped the limit to 300, it actually started messing with the show notes. I didn't notice this, but the show notes started getting cut off after I changed the limit and their support team was not helpful at all. I'm also dealing with other issues with my website that's hosted at Squarespace. So I just got so mad at them. I, I just made the dramatic move. I completely switched our podcast hosting provider to Podbean last night. I was actually re-uploading a bunch of episodes last night. For most of you, it should not make a difference because I set up the auto redirect for you. So if you get it through Spotify or iTunes or any one of the major platforms, it should automatically load anyway. But you may notice some syncing issues or episodes not loading, but that should sort itself out in a few days. For anyone who subscribes to us directly using the RSS feed, I'll post a link in the show notes to the new RSS feed in case the redirect doesn't work for you. It it will get taken down when I finally quit my Squarespace account. I'm just so fed up with them. I'm just never going to use them again. How much data was that to... Did you have to download that or did you have it stored someplace and then upload back up again? The good thing about Podbean is they make it easy. They make it easy to switch so they can ingest my current RSS feed and sync everything over. The problem came in with the stupid Y2K bug because I wanted all the show notes to sync. So Podbean can only ingest the latest 100 episodes. So I had to re-upload the first 22 episodes because... And then add the show notes and everything to it. Okay. Well, hopefully Podbean doesn't have that problem. Podbean, we're looking at you guys to, to kind of come through here since you got Chris all up in the block, <clears throat> Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace kidnaps children. You heard, you heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Podbean is anti-human trafficking. Squarespace, bunch of scumbags. Squarespace was good. Like I hosted my blog there. I still have it there. I'm I'm actually going to export my data from there. I'm going to put it up on another provider, and they they were good for a while. And then like site search, like I was looking for old articles to link through in our show notes, and the site search didn't work. And I opened a ticket, and they said, "Yeah, engineering's aware of it. We're going to fix it." I say, "Okay." I checked back a week later. Yep, engineering's still working on it. I said, "Okay." I think it's been like six weeks now, and site search still doesn't work. So how can you have a platform that hosts content and a basic function like search doesn't work for six weeks like that's inexcusable so i've got a similar problem that i have i just got my car back it's a 2013 chevy volt it's kind of one of these hybrid electric cars and uh, before i left on vacation i got a message that says a high voltage alert must bring back to dealership so it says must bring back for service i bring it back yesterday and they tell me that it was a software bug that needed to be updated, so they had to flash the computer. And they charged me two hundred fifty dollars for the diagnostic and another three hundred fifty dollars for the for the repair. And I said, "So what do you do?" And they, "What did you do?" And they said, "We reflashed it with updated code." I'm like, "How does that happen? That you charged me three hundred fifty dollars for code that should never fail on a vehicle?" So. 
I'm gonna be taking up a, taking this up with GM here in the near future. You gotta you gotta call the the district manager. They're the only ones that have any real power over dealerships. That's what I've yeah. discovered. Yeah. Or if Shame they do a survey, them. just light them up. If that if the survey yeah. comes in bad, yeah, they'll fix it. The yeah. They respond to surveys. Very true. Yeah. I don't understand how a bug in code gets charged for something that's like you didn't replace hardware, you just replaced software. Why is software chart costing me three hundred and fifty dollars? That just makes no sense to me. Yep, bro. Brand, so if, brands will never use again. If we're all gonna be complaining and moaning right now, I guess I'll throw in or talk, or I'll, I'll jump in on this. So when we were in Bend, we had a couple hours to kill before we went to the Redmond Airport. So we went to like it was like the factory store. So we ended up going to little area, whatever. Had a good time. My daughter went into the Nike store. And she found a pair of these pants that she wanted to buy, and they were $6.99. I was like, wow. I was like, you should, yeah, definitely get them. She goes, Dad, they're all, all the other ones are marked $69.99. I was like, well, sounds like they have a problem. So yeah. we walk up, and I'm, I'm wearing my typical I'm traveling today shirt, so I won't, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. And the clerk is like, uh, like just, just stunned. I'm like, we want to buy this. And you're like, oh, it's ringing up $69.99. It's like, well, it's advertised uh, $6.99. And calls the manager. The manager walks over. She takes one look at me. She, this instant fear on her face for some reason. And she <laughs> for some takes, reason, Brian. Yeah. Well, she's, some and I'm reason. Being, I'm being so <laughs> nice, right? And she's folding it up. And she's, she's like, she, you can tell, like, her immediate thing is, I'm getting the heck. I'm going back in. I'm going to price this correctly. So just end this matter. I'm like. I'm like, where are you going? So I'm, I'm starting to follow her across the store. I'm like, uh, I was like, we would like to buy this. She's like, you can buy it for 69 bucks. I was like, no, I'm buying, no, I want to buy it. Yeah. And I was like, whatever happened? She's like, it's, you can tell. I'm like, I can't tell anything. I'm like, look at this thing. Like, and she's like, she won't let me take a picture of it or, sh- you know, show her. She's like folding it up. She's like putting it, you know, in her, in, in a bag and trying to take it in the back. I'm like, what happened to the customer being always right? I'm like, do you really care? Like, is is Nike gonna go belly up if you do the right thing right now? Right. And she's like, I'll give you, I'll give you fifteen percent off. And I said, well, no, <laughs> like, we yeah, want to legally. This. They have to sell it. Yeah, to you. legally, legally, yeah, legally. And then yeah. she was gone. She just disappeared. She just ran to the back, and that was the end of that conversation. Yeah, because so. there's that sign on the register that says if. This, not, the price that rings up is different than the price that's it's advertised at. They have to give it to you the price it's advertised at. Yeah, that, that's a law, so they don't bait and switch you. <clears throat> so, anyway, you, you should complain. How should I complain to Nike? Out, out, Twitter, should, out them on Instagram or something like that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Too bad you don't. Too bad you don't have a price. The price to show that it's not like you changed the price yourself. <laughs> that's what's amazing. I don't understand why it's it's yeah. so bad. Right, she got a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we we got a picture. So, all right. Yeah, problem solved. Then complain to Nike; they should honor it. You heard you heard it here first, guys. We're gonna get fixed. I'll get next. Week we'll have an update, hopefully. All right, hopefully. Hey guys, we're doing a podcast. Maybe we should move on to the opening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this week we're gonna talk about the ransomware scumbag move of the week. The U.S. State Department gets hacked. For our third topic, why driver signing dates matter, and close with Prime Day talk again. Another reminder, listen to Brian on a Rival podcast. We'll link through it to it in the show notes. Yeah, you better listen. <laughs> for our first topic, this will be our ransomware story of the week. 
In a real scumbag move, two ransomware gangs have shown their true colors by either dumping or threatening to dump very sensitive data on their data leak sites. The Minneapolis Public School District, that's a large metropolitan area here in the U.S., was hacked by the Medusa ransomware gang and stole files related to sexual assaults, psychiatric hospitalizations, abusive parents, truancy, and even suicide attempts. After the school district refused to pay the $1 million ransom, the files were posted online, much to the horror of parents and students. The school district vowed to notify students and parents if they were affected by the breach, but so far they have not. Unlike healthcare records, there is no regulatory framework around schools and how they have to handle a data breach. What? Is that... Really? Uh, yeah. All I can tell These you is suicide is about to skyrocket in that district. Yeah. <laughs> that is bad. That is terrible. It's just on their leak site for anybody to download. So you know how it was going to school and how people gossip and pass, you know, pass notes and things like that. So this is not going to have a good outcome for sure. I know. Like when I was a kid, we had to like shower. I was given like this terrible nickname, Big <laughs> Brian. And now <laughs> this, to this day, it haunts me. Have fun editing that one out, Chris. <laughs> oh my gosh. You should see just our faces right now. This is just amazing. <laughs> hey, uh, going back on topic, um, did you did you guys hear about the soccer coach that left his phone unlocked like at a Chili's or something? And there was just nothing but child uh, sexual assaults that he had done to these little kids. I hope he's in jail. I didn't hear about that. I, I hope that he's yeah, in jail. They bury him oh. under the prison if that's the case no it's uh, talk about just like oh whatever yeah I'll, I'll send it to you so you can put it in the show notes but that that was a wild one i'm like just being that dumb wow and that that horrible <laughs> person like he, yeah he's in a hopefully he dies like the worst ass cancer that's out there i have no idea this is something this horrible maybe it wasn't even a high school maybe he was a college coach i can't remember yeah anyone that falls in that should just be I don't know. Euthanized is the word that I can think of. I just, there's no, there's, there's no punishment no, enough for, for people that no do that place kind of, in society yeah, for, for people yeah, that do things like exactly. that. That's for sure. Yeah, and Terrible. I guess the second scumbag move of the week is the Alf V ransomware gang stole data from the Highland Health System, which is a community mental health center in Alabama. They posted on their leak site that they threatened to release very private information they stole. And will even resort to calling individual patients and employees, asking them for payment or else their files will be published online. This particular facility helps children who are victims of abuse, adults who battle with substance abuse, individuals who are mentally handicapped and are unable to care for themselves. They also work with schools, crisis response, and families. If there was ever a case to be made for some street dress justice or vanning, uh, these people, that would this would be it. I, Man, these I millennial thought, ransomware gangs are something different. I tell you what, there used to be. Yeah. Go ahead. So no, no, I, I, I thought there was a code of conduct amongst these guys that they don't release child stuff. Like that's pretty insane, especially the mental stuff. Yeah, there, there. Some, some of the gangs adhere to that. Some of them clearly do not. What do you think that demographic is? I make a joke that it's millennials. I have no idea, but 
like do you think there's younger people that are just like whatever or do you think they're just old bitter men maybe I just think people that want to get paid yeah maybe it's maybe it's that 70 year old guy that didn't save enough money and now he's trying to make up for it his last couple of years okay all right his, i got it his retirement I, I figured i cracked the code immediately we'll just say that the hackers in question may or may not be in china russia or ukraine god forbid they can speak multiple languages they're going through this and they're just like laughing hysterically like this is not real problems come to our country i will show you and they're just like this this must be comedy and they're just threatening to do it because they're just like yeah everyone's got daddy issues you know what i'm saying like what you know are you getting bombed right now do you have the government with you know hindering your existence with a social credit score hell no why are you guys complaining i think that's what's going on i'm gonna get flamed for that one no, that's probably partially true that the people that are doing this have to be basically psychopaths to think that it's a good idea to steal these data, steal the data rents from the companies, call up these people and say, give us money or we're going to publish these these files online. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Did it work? Did anyone actually pay? Did they make any money? The Alpha V, as of the time of the recording, they had only threatened. They haven't done anything for the Minneapolis Public School District. The files are already out there. They're leaked. I would normally like bait, you know, like, like nah, you guys won't do it. You don't got the ball. Yeah, I'm not doing that. It's not my, not my public health data. <laughs> I'm to go out there. So, Until it is. Do the right Until thing. it is your data. And then it's like, how much do you want? <laughs> so. It also underscores the inefficacy of information security for both school districts and these mental health clinics or health systems that they're often very targeted and they also often have the weakest security as well and they're going to have a gigantic impact if they get breached and i i think there is some late breaking news i i just listened to it i think the usfcc our federal communications commission is going to ask for $200 million to help fund cybersecurity for K-12 schools to stop exactly things like this from happening. Well, if you, uh, yeah, if the Ukraine gives us the $6.2 billion we sent to him on accident, that's like free money. <laughs> Instead of buying Javelin missiles, we'll buy some Z-Scaler and give it to these schools. Amen. Or Island. It doesn't have to be Z-Scaler all the time. We're not going to buy schools private islands, Glenn. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> For our second topic, I feel this story is not getting enough attention. And when I told you guys about it in the group chat, you hadn't heard about it either. But maybe it was just because you guys were on vacation. Just before the weekend, on Friday night, when Microsoft and the U.S. government choose to release bad news, Microsoft announced that they were hacked. No. <laughs> a, a threat actor somehow got a hold of an inactive customer signing key and used that key to forge themselves authentication tokens that allowed them to log into U.S. government agency email accounts. The hackers are believed to be Chinese in origin. The signing key they stole was only meant for Outlook.com email accounts, so consumer email. But due to a validation bug, the key was able to forge tokens to gain access to any, any Azure AD account. Although I think they're calling themselves Entra ID now. I can't keep up with all the name changes. 
In response, Microsoft revoked all customer signing keys and all tokens issued by the stolen key and reissued new ones. No one knows yet how the hackers got a hold of the key, but as expected, the Chinese government is denying all allegations. Of course they are. So, all right, so we don't know how. Do you know how long it was exploited for before they detected it? It might be in the security blog that we I, that's linked through here. And I think it was the government. I, I want to say, I might have my facts on, but I think it was the U.S. government found out about it. That says, why are people in China reading U.S. State Department emails? And then they checked the logs. And Microsoft was like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then they did a deeper dive and found out, like, wait, we didn't issue these tokens. Who issued these tokens? And they, they checked the signing key and they said how did the signing key get out there well it's clear that the signing key is out there therefore we have to revoke it so losing the key is like bad in itself but like how awful is it that the key could be used to sign any azure active directory account like that part behind it blows my mind because it's the same certificate that's used everywhere within microsoft <laughs> they microsoft claims it was a bug they said this key should only have been able to sign outlook.com consumer email accounts but for some reason due to some validation error which they claim to have fixed now it could be used to create any azure ad account and just think of the chinese hackers when they got this like oh sweet we can read outlook.com private emails and then they found out like hey wait a minute we can break into any azure ad account just how ecstatic were they so you creating a net new account or i'm just saying i can actually create one to do chris louis at irs.gov yeah, yeah, you can impersonate Chris Louie at irs.gov using this. It was forging a token for any Azure AD account. So you, know, so you think they did Joe at whitehouse.gov? <laughs> if they, if he has an Office 365 account. <laughs> Andrew Blinken at state.gov. Oh, my. So outside of... Yeah, go ahead. No, please, please. So outside of blocking... China from logging in, which could be easily circumvented. How could we fix this problem? Is there some sort of like, is there like, could you have done this with Zscaler? Could we have done this out of band technologies? I mean, I'm curious, like, is there like a OAuth token validation service that's out there that tracks everything that's made? It's part of things like impossible travel. If I'm a state department employee, I've been Bentonville, Arkansas today, and I'm in China three hours later. That's impossible for that to happen. That that should have been one one red flag. But that requires an IDP to understand that, right? You have to have policies set for authentication for those things to look at. Yeah, yeah. So that's where things like a CASB or an SSPM would would come in handy. Because even if you turn on multi-factor authentication, forging an authentication token completely bypasses all that. Well, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold this on. Is brilliant. I think you can look at the, the IDP provider on authentication and just say no authentication request should come from these locations, though, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's first. But that's <clears throat> yeah, that's first. the easy, easy part. So however they discover this is probably the, the way that outside of impossible time travel and blocking China from locking in, if it was just some, you know, minimum wage infosec dude combing logs like man this is kind of weird like th there must have been some type of thing that was looking for that out there within the you know idp right it's like bruce schneier's quote like, you can't protect 
you can't prevent. You can only detect and respond. And that's exactly what happened here using Microsoft logs, which I'm sure they had to pay for their E5 licenses just to get security logs. That's our tax dollars that work there that they detected some unusual behavior that said the State Department employee normally logs on from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Why is he reading emails at you know, 9 p.m. at night? Like our, our government employees don't work that hard. This is suspicious. We should look into it. Big shout out to the to the U.S. government for actually detecting it. For all the things that we talk crap about them sucking, at least they did something right this time around. Hey, I want to reverse this, right? So we hear a lot of these news about China, Russia, Ukraine attacking the U.S. Do you think in their news they have the reverse propaganda where they say, look at these Americans. 100%. <laughs> look at these Americans 100%. attacking our systems and our government, our government servers. Oh, yeah. yeah and we're quoted. Bad. The PepCap yeah. podcast is quoted. We're lead espionages. <laughs> or all the more. hacking we do, or all the hacking that we detect and report on, I'm sure we do it tenfold to our adversaries. Yeah, we, we can't we can't really stand on a moral high ground and say this is wrong and you shouldn't do it because we do things like this and more. Government, you back. think sta- you're you're thinking state sponsored by the U.S. versus yeah, like U.S. Cyber Command, NSA, TAO. Protect your keys. This, this signing key should have been in an HSM somewhere. It was just laying in an S3 bucket, maybe. Or not S3, maybe an Azure blob bucket. <laughs> Who knows? Microsoft was very unforthcoming of how this key material got out there, which I suspect means they bungled it and it wasn't in an HSM and it was laying somewhere it shouldn't have been. Developer key. <laughs> Usual stuff. I can unlock everything. <laughs> they did. They did say it was an inactive customer signing key, and that's one of the things. If it's inactive, you should revoke it. Like, why Turns have that out it's very around? active. Ooh, CIM <laughs> fixed that? Yeah. You think? C-A-M? C-I-E-M, Sim? You think that would have been able to do that? No, probably, probably not. I don't think so. That, that just tells you who has access to what and stops overprivileged, but this is these were legitimate authenticated users or in microsoft's opinion they were authenticated because they had a valid authentication token ah i don't know i think a cim probably could do that probably dig into it a little bit get back for our third topic i really thought we were done with this story but it, it keeps coming back last year we reported that threat actors out there were using vulnerable kernel drivers in windows mainly found in anti-cheat software like gaming cheats to gain kernel-level privilege and to kill EDR and AV software on the endpoints. So if I have CrowdStrike or Sentinel-1 or Microsoft Defender, I can use this kernel privilege to kill that process so it stops scanning and protecting my device. Microsoft knew about this and waited three years to publish the list of drivers to ban. I In response this. to that, Attackers switched tactics and begun using stolen code signing certificates to sign malicious drivers with a signing date prior to July 29th, 2015. Now, why does that date matter? In Microsoft's infinite wisdom to support the most dreaded two words in the InfoSec lexicon, backwards compatibility. Starting with Windows Vista, Microsoft required all drivers to be co-signed by Microsoft to ensure that only drivers allowed to be loaded by the OS are not malicious. 
This is part of the so-called secure boot feature of modern computers. Ads to not break backwards compatibility for things like the MRI machines in hospitals, Microsoft allowed drivers signed before July 29, 2015 to be loaded into the OS without being countersigned by Microsoft. That means that these malicious kernel-level drivers only need to be signed with a code signing certificate with a validity date of July 29, 2015 or before, and Windows will happily load it. Oh my no, gosh. No, no warning at all? Like, are you... No, so it will load it, but it won't warn either? No. 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 Wow. It sounds like it's a bypass date, right? Like, just build it based off of this date, or predate that, and you're fine. Yeah, it goes through all the... Bi it bypasses all the extra security checks that Microsoft added. That is crazy. But at what point did we go, okay, let's let's just kill it. We're not we're not gonna support this anymore. Is it because of, it's the MRI machines, right? <laughs> you can't do work without because of this. Right? Right, that's just that's just an example. I'm sure there's tons of devices out there that are really old and have no new drivers and they have to keep backwards compatibility with it. But I mean at some point like SMB V one that, that came out 20 years ago, and we only stopped it after it was exploited with WannaCry. It's just it's things like this just linger forever, and you just can never get rid of it because of backwards compatibility. I think I mean, I think Apple did it right. So Apple did it right. I think it was, was it Catalina or Big Sur? So one of the releases for Apple, they just said flat out, no more kernel-level drivers, period. And, and it caused a lot of havoc for some of the vendor like software vendors out there that had kernel level drivers but my, when my apple just said no more we're stopping it this is too risky yeah that was a good one i, I remember when that happened too because all of a sudden agents stopped working <laughs> on mac devices right yeah anything that was in the kernel yeah uh, some of the dlp vendors had this problem some of the vpn vendors had this problem i remember it was like a six month rewrite of of some technologies of some security technologies yeah, it's not like Apple didn't announce this way in advance and give you plenty of time to account for it. I, that would I, make I, sense. How, how much of the world do you think would break if if they just stopped this in general? 20%, like 30%, they... 50%? Like my Volt, would my Volt stop working? Because, you know, <laughs> unsigned driver. Probably. <laughs> 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 it's like remember when Adobe finally killed Flash? There were there were trains. I forget if it was trains in Japan or trains in Belarus or somewhere. The train system just completely broke down when when they killed off Adobe Flash. You know, I still get asked a lot about that. Being in the browser business, they asked if we still have you know support I, Flash IE five compatibility, <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck are you running that still has IE five? Like seriously. So do you support yeah. it? Is that a no? It's a yes. It's a yes. Uh, the island browser supports um, IE compatibility. Jesus. Okay. Doubling down on bad ideas. I like it. Well, it's it's for some of those companies that require the back backwards compatibility, but without necessarily we, we do it in a way that doesn't necessarily expose the whole browser. So just for that specific URL, do we open up that IE compatibility mode, which is nice. So talking about compatibility, one time I was back in my U.S. Airways day, uh, the business was 100% convinced that if the homepage could load in less than three seconds, that they would sell more tickets, right? And so 
came out this whole new website. It was it was bloated, and we we're using something called Web Accelerator for caching, and we were doing global caching. And then I had this idea that looking at code, there was so much white space and so many notes, uh, like on every single page. I was like, well, maybe I can write an eye roll to strip out all the the, the white space content to make the content smaller, and uh, put it into place. Thing was it was phenomenal, right? It's actually faster, but there was a, a certain like there was certain versions of IE that just would crap the bed, like the, the thing would just look weird. And I'm like, I, like it's you guys. I kept pushing them. I'm like, you guys did something. I'm like, it's not us. They're like, no, you're changing the code. And so finally, we we did a diff on the page versus what was stored in like the code repository. And there's a blob of text that was commented out. It says, this comment is here to help out with some styling or a CSS sheet, and we have no idea why this needs to be here, even though it's commented out. That <laughs> removed broke the entire web page. That's the story of, yeah, of most of the software out there. Some developer somewhere put this in, and no one knows why it's there, but yeah. the second you take it out, it breaks everything. Yeah, I, I worked at a company that did PLC hardware for gas station pumps uh, on the commercial side. And inside the code, the guy would write, drinking wine in Mexico, what an awesome feeling. Like, <laughs> and I would look at it, and I'm like, what the hell is this guy on? And be like, oh, on this date, I'm in Mexico. On this date, I'm in Spain. And I'm like, did this guy like his ever? Personal yeah, he, yeah, his personal in the, diary in the source inside the source code. <laughs> I was like, this is freaking amazing. Like, holy, holy cow. I there used was to... one story. Some some firmware engineer dumped the firmware. I think it was a Kingston solid state drive. He was trying to reverse engineer it, and he found like Coldplay lyrics in the firmware of the drive at the hardware level. There, there's still some websites out there today that I they, they work for, contracted that there's Easter eggs everywhere from the the server hello response to the the cookie expiration date being my birthday and stuff like that. I just <laughs> yeah. Little Easter eggs. Yeah. I used to work on a product and it was a virtual appliance. And if you ever browse the file system, there's a picture called jimmy.jpg. And if you opened it, it was a it's just a random picture of Jimmy Carter. And I don't know why it was there. I asked the devs why it's there. It's like, oh, it's just a funny joke. I said, well, it is extremely random. Why is it a picture of Jimmy Carter? There's nothing funny or unique about it. It's like, oh, we just threw it in there. I think we thought it'd be funny. Well, there was a version of Office that had a flight sim in. And word, right? If I'm not mistaken, do you guys remember that? I don't remember Faintly. that. Don't. Yeah, there was a flight simulator. After a certain amount of keystrokes, you could open up a flight simulator within Word. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll have to right, go look that up now. So. We'll have to look that one up. Yeah, for sure. I'll never forget. We we had this one guy. He's like a Linux dude, and when he left, I think I may have already mentioned this in the call before, but. Uh, there was only one file left in his like his directory, and it was finger.txt. And when you open it up, it was an ASCII middle finger to everybody. This <laughs> farewell gift to you all. Yeah, it was brilliant. For our last topic, and it'll be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about Prime Day again. This is Amazon's annual sale where we buy Tiwoo, things we won't use. After last week's episode where we previewed Prime Day, I learned a few interesting facts about this holiday. Prime Day is a mid-summer sales push that Amazon does to help push subscriptions of their Amazon Prime service. 
Summer is the slowest time for retail sales, so Prime Day is meant to supercharge those summer sales. Amazon made more revenue in those two days than Chipotle makes in an entire year. So Prime Day was only two days long. It was Tuesday and Wednesday. And in those two days, they made more money than Chipotle will make in an entire year. Is that a gross or a net number out of curiosity? That's a gross number, revenue. Top line. Other retailers also joined in Target, Walmart, Wayfair, you name it. There were tons of other companies taking advantage of the marketing dollars Amazon put into promoting Prime Day. This year, I got a Steam Deck, not on Prime Day, but on the Steam Summer Sale. I got an Intel NUC from B&H Photo. Another Intel one? Announced, yeah, I got another one. <laughs> oh my Intel gosh. announced that they are exiting the home PC market, so this will be the last NUC, which is a Small form factor computer, great for living room, set-top boxes, or home labs. I have two fairly large form factor computers. I can retire by migrating all the VMs onto this little NUC. I got a pro-quality 1 terabyte SSD for $49 on Amazon, and a bunch of gift cards that were 20% off or more. Now, you two were were both on vacation during Prime Day. Did you guys pick anything up? Go first, Glenn. I looked. I didn't see anything. I think I got spoons, camping spoons, uh, made of like, titanium <laughs> for like six or seven bucks, and a couple more cables because I'm. I don't know what's going on, but I think my kids are just taking my my USB to lightning cables. So I buy them, I leave them around the house, and then they're gone like a couple weeks later. So, but yeah, so I'm getting ready to go on a camping trip. I needed some things. I was looking. So I bought some sporks, extra long, so that way I don't burn myself as I'm trying to eat or turn pieces of food on the grill. We've been trying to do a camping trip all together for like years now, and you're never available, but magically you can do it for your family, whatever. <laughs> I, Not feeling the love, Glenn. I'm always available. It's you guys that can't settle on a date, so don't blame me on this one. Yeah, Plus, who wants to go camping in Arizona? It's like 120 out there. Oh, the high country, it will be in the 30s at night. Okay. Mid 80s, maybe well, 70s. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Put your money where your mouth is, B word. That's right. We can record on the river or the creek. That's yeah, it. That's thing. it. All right, Vanilla Gorilla, what'd you get? Uh, Vanilla Gorilla got nothing. I, I, I tried my best not to touch my phone on vacation, so that was nice. Uh, I, I do think my wife and my oldest daughter bought a couple of things, but I have no idea what they bought. Probably stuff they didn't need, <laughs> like Chris. Things we won't use. I'll actually use mine, and, and it'll save me space. This I have one tower PC that tower. it used to do a lot. Now, now all it does is run Plex. So I'm gonna migrate my Plex server off there, and it's it's such a headache to migrate Plex. I just never got around to it, but now I'll have to eventually get it off, and then I can e-waste this thing. Reminds me, there's a comedian. He's like, yeah, you know, one year I got myself a like a Bowflex as a, a stop smoking gift, you know, to, you know, to, you know, motivate me and, and do stuff. And and now it's just one of these things I sit at and stare at when I'm smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things we won't use, indeed. I was really hoping to get a, a Audible subscription out of it. I think I talked about it last week that they'd have some deal and. They have they had a bunch of deals, but it's only for new users or 
it was very targeted, so I didn't get targeted with any of those. You didn't get your espresso machine, so there, I, I take it there wasn't discounted enough. No, no, not discounted <clears throat> enough on that espresso machine, unfortunately. Got to wait a few more months. So, Chris, I'm, I'm, I have to bring this up. So, no one actually knows this, but Chris is in the middle of a huge remodel, and he's putting in, like, this bathtub. And I was thinking about this today at the gym, and I was like, Every you think about me in the bathtub while you're at the gym? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, no, this I was is thinking... going weird, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I was thinking about this, like every single like hillbilly I've ever grown up with, in their double wide trailer. One of the first things they do to to remodel the place is buy one of those stupid bathtubs. I don't understand <laughs> the draw of it. Like I would never put one of those things in there. I know it's a jacuzzi tub, but like I just I don't get it. So, uh, who knew? Uh, Chris is a uh, a hillbilly, just like us. At heart. You know what At they heart. say? You could take the, the boy out of the trailer park. You can't take the trailer park out of the boy. The way Same. I typically get bubbles in my my tub is just to fart. So, just... Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and honestly, like, Chris, you'll never be in that bathtub, right? Like, like that's not you can't do it. You're a dude. You men don't bathe. We shower. And that's it. No bath bombs. Nice. He's, to have he's got a bath bomb. He's got a he's got a bath bomb inside there. Just imagine nice Chris the sitting there. He's, he's got his security board <laughs> and you know sure. a warm glass of wine. <laughs> candles all candles, the way light all, all around. around. Don't forget that with rose yeah. petals leading up to the tub. He's oh got his, God, his book, don't... Fifty Shades of Gross. Getting ready to have a good old time. Yeah, no, yeah, you guys know what to get me for my housewarming gift. That's it. You got it. I know it's what coming. I'm gonna do at your housewarming party. Little roses, uh, little soap, soap bath bombs, rose petals. Yeah, just, yep. just don't get you some some slippers. candles. Don't let them into your yeah. master bedroom, folks. You know, I, I think we're gonna lose listeners when they find out that you guys bathe. That is so damn weird. <laughs> I honestly can't remember the last time I took a bath. Actually, I don't fit in a bathtub, so there's yeah. that's the number one reason why I probably don't. Speaking of bathtub, my pool is 93 degrees. It is hot. Oh, so yeah, oh. it's hot here. Let's see if I can one up you. Oh, you're actually warmer than me, bro. I'm only at 91. Yeah. Whew. Nice. It's 114 out though, so I'm I'm effing freezing. All right. Well, you two need to get to your warm pools. We continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. This week, I'm up. Ooh. Why couldn't the jalapeno pepper do archery? He didn't habanero. Nah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. You tried hard, you failed. The lesson <laughs> here is never try. All right, to wrap things up, ransomware gangs have no limits when it comes to leaking stolen data. The U.S. State Department got hacked because of Microsoft. Hackers are backdating signing dates to bypass checks. And Prime Day is still about things we won't use. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pepcac Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who raised five stars in the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcac Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app. My co-host Brian Dietrich Glen Medina. I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. And as always, have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Felicia.
Hey, uh, tell your friends about the show. We need more listeners. Shoot. The good thing about Podbean is we, we'll, we'll probably get better analytics on it, too. Nice. Okay. Yes. So excited. And reminder, you might need to resubscribe if you subscribe directly to the RSS feed. I'll put the new link in the show notes. I bet you only had like two hits, and that was your mom and your wife on your RSS feed. No one uses <laughs> that anymore. We know, it, we know it wasn't my wife. She doesn't listen to the show. <gasps> Grace, say it ain't so. What? All right, do we stop now? Yeah. And stop. Have a nice day.